0: All right. Good morning, church. My name is Josh Nix, and I am the ministry apprentice here and have been for um, three and a half months already. Okay, it's, That time has flown, uh, but I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Have you ever had a moment <clears throat> of um, extreme nervousness where your body almost kicks into fight or flight? Good, good. All right. All right. That's good. I think the best way to start today is uh, a time of prayer. So, if you will, please join me in a time of prayer this morning. God, this is all for you. I don't know what anybody is experiencing or going through in this room, but you do. You do. God, I pray that, um, man, I'm just so grateful for community, for discipleship, for fellowship, for being together, for every single person that, that walked into this room today. Uh, thank you, God. And I pray, Lord, that um, you move me out of the way, use me as a tool, and that uh, we praise your name and we walk out of here. Uh, transformed by something that you want to say to one person, 10 people, 40 people, whatever you want to say, God, I just pray that you have your way with us. Change our hearts. I pray all of this in the holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Was not expecting to almost get emotional during the opening prayer, but that just happened. That just happened. Guys, here's where we're going to be, Uh, Kip said it, we're going to be in the the parable of the four soils, and I'm excited about this. For some reason, three or four months ago, this parable, God placed this on my heart, and I'm like, I don't know why, it's very random, and now we know why. I'm sharing it with you guys today, and if you want to um, read along with me, we're going to be in Matthew 13, verses 1 through 23 today. Matthew 13, 1 through 23. I'm going to go ahead and read um, verses 1 through 9, so, so hang out with me for a little bit. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoever has ears, let them hear. I'm going to go ahead and um, um, spoil this a little bit. Jesus explains this parable. And I'm so glad that we get that explanation because did y'all catch that? It's a lot about soil. It's a lot about a sower. There's some seed, but it can be very confusing. And luckily we get this explanation. But I'm going to go ahead and spoil a couple things for you. The seed is this right here. This is the seed. And the four soils, there's four different types of soil. And I used to think like maybe the four soils are four people or the four soils are like four different groups, different groups of people. And it's not. The soil, the four types of soil is how you and I and everyone that we know responds to the word of God. It's, it's our response. So we have this, the word of God, and Jesus is telling us, this is the word of God, and these are four different responses. And spoiler, only one response bears fruit. Only one of these four responses bears fruit. Um, as I was reading this, who has ears, let them hear. I was thinking about this, this past week, I got, to, uh, I got the honor to be a camp counselor at camp for second and third grade boys. And uh, they took showers. They did, they did. We didn't even have to encourage them that much. They took showers. They made, you know, with prompting, they cleaned their rooms. Um, although Jenna King did say at the end of the week, she could not stand in our cabin because of the smell. I didn't, I didn't think it smelled that bad, but, um, <laughs> but on Tuesday night of that week, Annika gave a great message, and I wish I could like dig into that. I wish we had just three and a half more hours with y'all today, but we don't. Um, But she she talked about the invitation of the feast. And a master sent out invitations. And all these people, like the specific people he invited, and they all had excuses as to why they couldn't be there, why they couldn't make it to the feast. And um, the master is God, and the invitation goes out to us, goes out to the children of God. And when I asked them, I said, hey, if Jesus invited you, and I'll ask you all this today, if Jesus invited you to a feast, would you accept? Uh, Yeah, of course we would. If I knew that Jesus was inviting me to a feast, first of all, I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. How cool am I? And then we would go, I would go to the feast. And every single second and third grade boy said the same thing. They said, of course, of course we'd go to the feast. And then I said, okay, I want you to think about the last time that you were mean to somebody. Or the last time that you were unkind. Or the last time you did something that you knew you shouldn't do, but you did it anyway. And in that moment, of course we would accept the invitation if it was Jesus, but in that moment, did we accept or do we reject the invitation? That's the power power of parables. Of course we would accept it. In hindsight, we're reading the story, of course we'd say yes. But are we living this out every single day? I want you guys to, Jesus gives us an incredible explanation of parables. It's kind of, it's in the middle, it's placed in the middle of this parable which is pretty significant. And I I want you guys to stay with me here for a little bit. This is 13, 10 through 15. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. That sounds confusing to me. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. These are Jesus' words. This is him talking to his disciples. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will ever be hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's hearts has become calloused. There it is. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. I don't know <laughs> where you guys all sit with this. and This is what Jesus is saying. Hey guys, there are going to be people that really want the word of God. There are going to be people that are so eager. Their eyes are open, their ears are open, their heart is open, and they want to receive. And in every parable, there are truths that I am laying out for everyone to receive. And the people that are so eager and their hearts are so open, guess what? They're going to see it. They're going to see the truth. But you know what? There's also people whose hearts are already hardened. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they were watching him do miracles, and they were still writing him off. There's going to be people like that. And you know what? I speak in parables because they won't be able to see the truth in them. Only the people whose heart is for me, is eager to receive, they'll be able to understand the parables. This makes me, uh, I, I, want, I want to have ears to hear. I want to have open eyes. I want to have an open heart. And as I read through this, um, it reminds me of a story a few months ago. Hang on, I have extreme cotton mouth already. So much better. Reminds me of a story a few months ago. I just finished my first semester of seminary. Let me tell you what you do. You read a lot, and you write a lot of papers. A lot of papers, okay? And I'm a studious person, I always was. I want A's, so I'm going to do my best to get A's. Here's a problem in evangelism. You're not graded on how well you write the paper. You're not graded on the material that you read. Here's what you're graded on you are graded on, um, here's the assignment. You have to go out, you're gonna write, it's only a two page paper, but here's what you have to do. You have to find an unbeliever and you just have to talk to them about Jesus and you have to ask them if you can share the gospel of Jesus with them and then you share it. And you don't get graded on your response, you just get graded on did you do it And, and can you write about it? You know the last people that we wanna go to it's like our friends and family. You know, like, why is that so hard? Like, I thought, like, I can go talk to people. And it's so difficult. So here's what I decided was a good idea. You guys could just travel with me on this very anxious journey. I decide I'm going to drive. I live in Lakeland. I'm going to drive up and down Highway 64, and I'm going to find strangers. Okay? This is three months ago. I'm going to find strangers. And I'm going and to... I don't know if they're an unbeliever or not, but I got to ask them that question. But here's the part of the assignment. If they're not an unbeliever, doesn't count. So it's like, man, immediately I want to like stop the conversation if they're a believer and just like, I got to go find an unbeliever. Here's more anxiety. I have, there's so much anxiety in this. I have a two hour window. Here's why I'm working. I'm working. So I have a two-hour window, and I am driving up and down Highway 64. Got You guys can sit in the front seat with me and just feel the anxiety. Oh, by the way, there's always strangers walking down the streets, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anybody. So um, <laughs> so I just decided, I'm like, I'm not going to get this done. I'm not going to get it done. So I, I just pull up in Walgreens. I don't know what I was going in there for, a snack, some type, maybe ice cream, uh, I don't know, but I was going into Walgreens, and here's what happened. I got out of my car, and I start walking up to Walgreens, and there's a kid selling candy right outside the door of Walgreens. And I'm like, well, there's a stranger. And I'm walking up to the Walgreens, to the front of Walgreens, and I'm like, I got to do it. I gotta do it. I gotta talk to this guy. And, and so he's selling candy. So the first thing I do is give him, can, or give him money, right? So now I can get his attention for a little bit. I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna give you some money for this candy and kind of help you out. He was trying to raise money for a competition that he was doing. And uh, we start talking, small talk. It's going well. And at some point I'm like, I gotta turn this. And I'm like, hey man, I'm a Christian. Have you ever heard the gospel? And he said, uh, you mean like gospel music? Like, no, like, uh, like the gospel of Jesus Christ, like the good news. Have you ever heard the good news? And he said, uh, he said, well, when I was a kid, my grandma took me to church a few times, but no, I've never really heard the good news. And, uh, asked him if I could share it with him. He said, yes, man, I'm going to try not to get emotional. And, uh. So I start sharing with him I mean, the gospel, you know, 2,000 years ago. I'm talking to him. He's 18. I find out later. 2,000 years ago, man, God, he came down. He took on flesh. His whole life, he journeyed to the cross. He died on the cross. <clears throat> I, always, I always get emotional when I preach. I, yeah. He was resurrected for you and I. And people were walking by us. And I'm like, man, I'm messing up his, messing up his industry right now. He's trying to sell candy. <laughs> and so I, I tell him, I'm like, uh, I, 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 I need to give him more money, I feel like. But I'm like, hey, man, just give me a couple more minutes to share with you. And this is what he said. He said, uh, he stopped me. And he said, no. He said, take your time. I need to hear this. Man, there's, um, there's more to that story, like me sobbing in my car and all that, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> but, but, um, I want to respond to this, to the seed, like he responded that day. You know, like, I, I want to say to God, Ah, uh, God, take your time. Take your time, God. Like, I need to hear this. <clears throat> Man, it's so embarrassing when I cry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to shake out of it. Um, this is Matthew 13, 16 through 18. It says this. It's so good. But blessed are your eyes because they see, he's talking to the disciples, and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see but did not see it, and to hear what you hear but did not hear it. And then he said this, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. We get to be a fly on the wall while Jesus is sharing something so special with his disciples. Oh, it's so good. And let's break this down real quick. I'm probably already over time. That's okay. Um, Verse 19. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. So he's not saying that you're not opening the word. He's saying people are actually opening the word. This is the seed. He's saying, you're reading it. But maybe, maybe you're not sitting with it. Maybe you're not studying it. Maybe you're not digging into it. Maybe it's a checklist item. I've been there. Man, I'm that soil. For sure, I've been that soil. I've been all four soils before. But maybe if I just sit and I read this, and I'm not trying to comprehend, and I'm not trying to pray through it, and I'm not trying to understand this, but I'm just going to do this because it's the right thing to do, and, but I'm not going to go any deeper than that. It says here that the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown. It's like, well, we got to do more. we got to go deeper than this, right? Verse 20, it says, the seed Falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives with joy, receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. This is the soil, um, it's rocky soil. So you have the path, the birds can easily get to the seed and they can take it away. And then you have rocky soils, a very thin layer of soil. And it doesn't produce a crop. It's not productive. It's a very thin layer. And as soon as, so it sprouts quickly. Because it's a thin layer, it will sprout quickly. But the problem is, as soon as external forces come in, the scorching sun or a strong wind, it's blown away. Right? Because why? Because it has no roots. And so who is Jesus talking about right here? I've, he's talking about me. I know I've been this person. But he's saying as soon as difficulty arises in your life, you are, you are jumping for joy for Christ. You are so, you're so excited to be a Christian. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this ministry. I'm going to do this ministry. I'm going to do this ministry. But when you lose your job, you turn your back on me. Or when sickness comes into our lives, you run from me. Right? If something happens that is outside of your plan, it's my plan, but it's outside of your plan, the problem is you need roots, and you don't have roots if you're the rocky soil, and that's a response. What is my response to the Word of God? I keep losing my place, but I'm going to find it. Verse 22 The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. This is someone that's actually like loves the Lord. Like he's saying like this is, he doesn't say it's shallow soil. Like this person can be rooted and this person can actually grow. But he says, at the same time that you are growing, so is your love for money. At the same time you're you're trying to grow with me, so is the love for materialism. So is the love for title and power and prestige and look at me and all of these things. And guess what? All of these desires coming up together, they're weeds, And I don't care how deep the roots are in this soil, those weeds will pull the nutrients away from you. And the love for money and the love for accumulation and attainment, those things, those will drown out the love for the word of God, the love for God. It's a warning. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. This is a person who yields to the word of God. And through that yielding, the person doesn't produce a crop. God produces the crop, right? The sun, the water, the rain, the soil, that is what produces the crop. And we just gotta be the good soil to allow God to work in our hearts. Like our response, what is our response today? This is, uh, Jesus actually has a a really good answer for this because I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know where you guys are right now, but like, where, what soil am I? That's a question that I'm, that I'm uh, um, struggling with. Like, what soil am I? Like, am I really making sure that I am the good soil? I've been all for. I know I've been all for. And something that Josh Ross told me before I stood up here today, he said, um, and man, I'm so grateful that we have him here because he said this. He said, before you preach a sermon, you need to live it. That's powerful. But Jesus said this um, in Luke's version of the sower. It's Luke 8:15. It's, it's not going to be up there, but that's okay. Jesus says this: "But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce." A crop. So we hear the word, we have a good heart, we hear the word, we retain it, and we persevere. And I thought about all of those different pieces. And if you think about everything that he's talking about here, he's saying, We surrender. Just surrender. If I, if you and I, Surrender to the word of God. We're the good soil. Now, here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that we hear a motivational talk and that we walk out those doors and nothing changes. But like, are we going to hear the word? And I'm not saying that there are some people in here that are not good soil. I want to encourage you to keep, to strive. It says, Jesus says, persevere. Keep persevering because things will continue to come up. But if we hear the word and we don't walk out and we don't do the word, we're not the good soil. We're not the response that yields fruit, that yields a harvest, that God creates anyway. So I don't know, um, I'm gonna finish up here. I don't know what surrendering looks like for you guys. There might be different steps in your life depending on where you are with God, what soul you are, there's different things. Maybe today, surrendering means asking God for forgiveness. I shared the, um, the prodigal son to the high schoolers, middle schoolers and high schoolers last week at camp and um, asking God for forgiveness. Well, we don't understand. It's hard for us to understand as he is waiting for us. He's waiting for us to turn around, to stop being lost and to run to him. And when we get there, he didn't just say, hey, I forgive you. He brings a robe and he throws it on you. And he puts the ring on your finger and he puts the sandals on your feet. And he said, I've I've prepared an incredible feast for you and we're gonna invite everybody over. He's gonna celebrate that. So maybe that's surrender to you. Maybe surrendering is walking away from addiction. Walking away, guess what? It's a weed. Whatever addiction you have in your life. It's weeds, it's thorns, it's growing up. It doesn't let you be the good soil. And here's the best part. Maybe there's someone in here who's struggling with addiction and you've tried, you're like, Josh, you don't understand. I've tried a million times. Maybe you've tried a million times under your strength. But I'm asking you to try again today under the strength of Jesus Christ. Because through his strength, you can walk away from addiction. Whatever it is in your life. Maybe surrendering today is walking up here, praying with someone, repenting of your sins, and being baptized. I don't know where you are in your walk. Maybe that's what surrender is for you. Jim Hinkle said something so profound, and he would not think it was really profound, and he has no idea that I'm about to say this. But um, he'll see it online. Um, (laughs) But he said, a few weeks ago in passing, he said, Josh, you know our baptistry is always ready. And I just thought about that. I'm like, how profound is that? Hey, at Sycamore View, the baptistry is always ready. It might be cold, but it's always ready to accept people, and then you walk out with the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's surrender today. This is the best part, though. Regardless of what surrender means for you, what that first step for you is today, this is the best part. The best part, we're about to go into communion. The only reason that you and I get to choose which soil we are is because Jesus Christ died on the cross for all of us. That's that's the best part. The only reason. Otherwise, we're all bad soil. Because of the cross, every single one of us, we get to choose. We get to decide today. We get to surrender to the word of God. We get to go out of here, proclaim him with the breath that he gave us. And we get to do the word of God out of here. If you need someone... To pray with we're going to have two people back here on either side i don't know where they're going to be but they're going to be back here we're going to have two two ladies to receive you i'll be standing up here to my left um as we go into our time of communion i just want you to think and pray i, I want you to thank god thank jesus for the cross but then also just what does surrender mean what am i going to do with the seed when I walk out of here, mm. let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for today. Thank you for planting the scripture in my heart three months ago. Thank you for this community. Thank you for this church body. God, I pray that whatever is going on in someone's heart, God, I pray that their response is the good soil. I pray that their response is to totally surrender to you as we take the bread and we take the cup, God. I pray that we take it and we just have a moment with you where we remember everything that was done on that cross for all of us. And it's the whole reason We even get to have this parable. It's the whole reason we even get to choose which soul we are. I pray all of this in the holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.